Welcome to the Favorites Podcast. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. This is the Wednesday edition of the Favorites Podcast, which means joining me from his Italian palace in Las Vegas, Nevada, bookmaker to the ever-increasing world, but certainly for the Orleans and all the Boyd Gaming books in the state of Nevada and Mississippi, Mr. Bob Scucci. Scooch, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. We have a very special treat for you. We got a lot to get to today. We're going to go through every game and see what the markets are doing and see how the lines are moving and what the wise guys are saying and what the Joes are saying. We're going to talk about Scooch Roulette at the end of the show. We're going to make our very special uh, picks that we do not guarantee, but we're sure are going to win before all of that happens. You know how you used to have some theme music and then it went away and we have Two new choices for theme music, and as we did when we used to be Behind the Bets at ESPN, when we had a very popular podcast at ESPN called Behind the Bets, um, we once played all the theme music and let people vote. And so, we're going to play two options, and then we're going to post them on the interweb, and then we're going to let people vote on the options, all right? And you can have your say, too. I do recall that um, when we did this at ESPN... People voted. Ultimately, I decided they were all wrong, and I chose the one I wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was fun, actually. That was a good time, right? Yeah. Um, also, I have asked uh, the world of Twitter to send me some questions, so we're getting some of those in, and uh, we're going to do all that. But first, let's hear your uh, theme music. Option one, please. I call that the rock opera option. It's and funny because that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, I, I get a Freddie Mercury vibe. I feel it's um, big and bold, and it's the kind of thing that people come out to in movies about drugs, um, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's that's number one. I like it. I like it. Let's hear number two. That is great. What what makes you laugh about that? <laughs> because it was so, I mean, big. I mean, it was like the the build up. It is a massive build up. Now the key is what I remember also is we need to get like some scoochisms and millmanisms sort of laying into this. So it has sort of a bigger feel, right? Like, it's got to have some sayings that you say, and then the music's got to come in and come out and undulate and peak and valley and all those things that sort of make it feel special and big and introduce you uh, in the way you've become accustomed to being introduced is sort of, you know, royalty. I can picture you with a red cape. <laughs> I can picture enough. you with a red cape and a crown. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> what did you like, like better? I, I like the second one. 
The first one was a little 80s-ish. The second one was, I don't know, like 2001 Space Odyssey. I like them both a lot. We're going to put those online. Go check them out. Go check them out at the Favorites Podcast. It'll be posted. Uh, We'll ask for your votes. You can also tweet at me and give me your choices. Um, But the first one is called Rock Opera. The second one is going to be called Boomtastic. Okay. Okay? Sounds good. What do you think of that? All right. We are ready to roll. So... There you know. Now, now next time, next time we go, you'll have some theme music, and that's what you deserve. Hey, Scooch. Yep. How did things go for you last weekend? Because uh, I was on the Jags at plus two. I wish I had taken them in Scooch Roulette. I did not. I took the Cardinals. You took the Panthers. We both lost. But generally, I feel like you probably did okay last weekend. We we did really well last weekend. Um, if we could bottle that up and use it again, a couple more NFL weekends, that'd be fine with me. Uh, we had a lot of a lot of underdog. The big ones, um, the Buccaneers again. Two weeks in a row, the Buccaneers were were pretty big. Um, even though the straight bets were on the uh, the the Eagles, it was still a, still a big game. Uh, the Browns again was a, an, another big one for us. I think the biggest of the day was the Lions, and we got the backdoor cover against the Forty ers That turned in. That was one of the later games, and it turned into. Uh, just a monster. Um, so th- that was another big one for us. The the ones that we lost, um, we lost that Bills game. We lost the Rams game. Those were the two big losers for us. But uh, overall, way more underdogs than favorites, and that's always good with us. How are we supposed to account for the Bucks being or uh, the uh, Rams being huge favorites over the Cardinals? And dominating, and the uh, Bills being huge dogs at home against the Chargers and getting dominated. Now the Vikings open up against the Bills as 16.5-point favorites. All this stuff is going on. As regular bettors, as people who follow this forever, when you see big numbers, you see big road favorite numbers, Like, are we supposed to recalibrate already what our thinking is when we see teams this bad? I, th- I think when we see teams like that, like the Bills, th- then right away everyone's talking about last year's Browns. You know, after they they wanted to see as bad as they looked in Week One, they wanted to see if they could rebound a little bit in Week Two, or if they are just truly that bad. But after the second game, uh, I think the consensus among the general public is that they're as bad as last year's Browns were. I know it's an early sample, but uh, in, in terms of the betting and going up against a real good team. Uh, I don't think we can set this line high enough. So, um, sixteen and a half. I, I'm, I'm probably going to go to seventeen here real shortly, and uh, we're still going to end up needing needing the Bills again. Um, I know it's early in the year, but certain teams, I think you can get a pretty good feel of just how bad they are, <laughs> and that's and this is one of them. They are bad, and there's no signs of. They I, are I mean, really there's, bad. Yeah, there's just no nothing that you can look at in the game. To, to give you any sense of encouragement, uh, you know, that they have no quarterback. They've got, I mean, they're, they're relying on a rookie with, with zero experience. Uh, they, they've got nothing to, to kind of fall back on. No running game, no defense. It's, it's really, it's, it's tough to watch. Here's a question from at Bo underscore Jenks, J-A-N-X. 
when is the best time to get bets down? Early, late, middle week? Uh, does it depend, depend on if you were the dog or the favorite? Um, that's, that's his question. Two questions. We're giving Bo two questions. Yeah, so there's two schools on that. If you kind of have an idea of where the line is going to go, then it's best to bet early in the week. You know, if you if you think you're going to bet a favorite, and you think the favorite's going to open up low and 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 get much higher during during the last part of the week, then you bet early. The reason most professional bettors bet late, two reasons: they don't want anyone following their plays, and then the second reason is your information is always more accurate with regards to uh, personnel. So generally, I would say the late move is the correct move. The late move is the correct move. Uh... That's a scoochism that we can add to your intro. I would also say, as a Milmanism that we can add to the intro, you got to get the best of the number. Bo Jenks, scooch is right. You really got to understand which way the point spread is going to go. You want to beat the closing number. That's that's what you want to do. Because even if you beat the closing number and you lose, that kind of says that your philosophy was right. And in the long run and we all want to be long-term betters here, in the long run, then if you beat the closing number, then you tend to have a positive ROI. Would you say that's accurate, Scooch? I would definitely, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we do on the other side of the counter is try to get people to lay the worst of it, and then hopefully in the long run, these tiny percentages add, add up to you know maybe a half a percent higher hold percentage at the end of the year, and that's big. That's huge. It's massive for yep. you guys. Yeah. Um, there's a game that we'll get to. That I was, I was going to say, there's a game that we're going to get to on the board that almost everybody knew the line was going to come down. So when we get to it, that'll be a, a pretty good example of betting that game as early as you could have. Well, you know what? Let's get to the games because I do think that I have so many questions, honestly, about like power rating teams right now. And I think it'd be more valuable just to do it because in almost every case, you can talk about how you need to adjust teams and sort of how the first two weeks have impacted you. Because a lot of teams, I think, are different than what you thought. So I want to get right into the the Browns and the Jets. And this is a great example. Like the game opened three and a half, uh, currently at three. Even though you have the majority of the bets and the majority of the money, I'm looking at the Action Network app. I work at the Action Network. Scooch is on an Action Network podcast. We are the Action Network. Um, about 67% of the bets coming in on the Cleveland Browns. The line has moved in the opposite direction. That is called a reverse line move. That means the wise guys are probably on the Jets. Uh, it's currently a plus three. Give me your thoughts on what's going on there. Well, the Browns, two two games that uh, we needed them big, they, they covered for us. Uh, we tried to not adjust too much off of either team, but uh, the, the Browns were one of the teams that we kind of adjusted upwards. Um, the Jets, we wanted to... We wanted to see how they did against the, the, the Dolphins because we, we didn't want to take too, read too much into their first game with a, with a rookie quarterback as good as Sam Darnold looked. We know that uh, anytime you have a rookie back there, he's prone to make uh, mistakes, as we've seen like in his first play, play of the season. Uh, but uh, we just we'd rather see some Jets money on this one, and uh, we did early. But now it's like you said, it's come back on the Browns. And I'm hesitant to go back to three and a half. I hate bouncing back and forth three and a half to to three. So I'm kind of just, uh, I'm going to stay at three minus 20 on the Browns for as long as I can. And uh, we'll probably end up needing the Jets when when all said and done. Why did you want Jets money? 
I do I do think that you're going to see too many people just took too much into that first game with the Jets and and uh, their their expectations were really high. I, I saw them come back down to reality last week. Whereas I'm seeing the Browns improving in a lot of areas that. Uh, um, I think this Browns team is going to surprise a lot of people, um, and I'm I'm always wary about a, a rookie quarterback. As good as he looks, uh, they're just they they can just turn on a dime and just cost you the game. And um, I, I'd I'd rather go into this game um, needing the Browns if I could. I'm not sure if I can. Well, how much have you had to adjust the Browns right now? Tell me about your thoughts on the Browns. I know you said you don't want to over-adjust, but you've also seen them play. You like what they've done. They're one of those teams that I had to ask about. Like, how do you manage the Browns right now? Yeah, we we moved them up uh, a a little bit off of that first week, and we moved them up even more the the, the second week. I I think actually this uh, um, week two, they they actually looked uh, uh, a lot more impressive than than week one. And... uh, even even though they again just you know gave up a uh, a game that they probably should have won, but uh, I I think they looked a lot more impressive in that game. Uh, so we did we did adjust them up, whereas the Jets we really haven't adjusted them too much. I do remember in the podcast last week you had the Jets as three point favorites, and I said to you, "What are you thinking?" And immediately you were like, "Yeah, that was a mistake." Yeah, and we went right to two and a half, and actually that turned out to be a pretty good uh, game for us because even at two and a half, er, the, everyone was on the Jets, almost at a two to one clip. So that that was actually a real good game for us. I was I was right. surprised, especially on the parlay card, how many people uh, had the Jets on the parlay card. I am too, but that's a, that that is the Monday Night Football effect, right? It is, uh, you know, that's what you see. I mean, especially when they look impressive and everything. But uh, you know, the short week and a, and a rookie quarterback—it's it's a lot to overcome. All right, the Carolina Panthers are three-point favorites over the Cincinnati Bengals. I've been on the Bengals for two weeks in a row. Uh, I still feel like you are probably not giving them enough respect here. I know you've basically made this a neutral, you know, a Carolina. Yeah. It's you know. As low as you can go, you're basically saying these teams are even on a neutral field. Bengals are the better team here. They they are, and uh, and I'm actually going to move this. We're at three even money, and uh, I'm going to go to two and a half on this right now. Right now, and right now, is that a line change? Right now. That's going to be a line change. Yep. <laughs> two teams that I we've adjusted. I agree with you 100 percent on the Bengals. We weren't real high on the Bengals on, going into the first game. Uh, we adjusted them slightly, but then adjusted them again uh, last week. And so two two weeks in a row where we adjusted the Bengals upwards, and I didn't adjust the Panthers after week one, um, after the, the Cowboys game. I actually thought the Panthers were uh, going to do a lot better, obviously, last week against the, the Falcons. That was the Scooch Roulette pick, uh, getting six points. They end up losing by seven. Uh, they did not. So two weeks in a row, they didn't look overly impressive, and uh, we did adjust them downwards. And I, I think the Bengals are the better team here. You, you mentioned the three points only accounts for a, a home field advantage, so that that tells you at minus two and a half, the Bengals should be like a half a point favored on a, on a neutral field. You moved it. Did you move it? I moved it. You moved it from your house. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you laughing at that? That's truth. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, well, I don't know why it's it's, it's surprising though. Like it's just cool. <laughs> po- listen, okay, that's yeah. the day and age we live. You are yeah. a powerful bookmaker, possibly the most powerful bookmaker in the state of Nevada and Mississippi. Two hotbeds. And you are making the moves from your house while recording a podcast. This is true. I think I'm more impressed with you than you are. <laughs> you are. I don't know. I do this all the time. <laughs> I do this all the time. Dude, yeah. I do a lot of, I got a lot of podcasts and I got a lot of <laughs> line moves I got to make. Exactly. New Orleans Saints plus three on the road at the Atlanta Falcons. Boy, get yeah. a lot of, this is, this is an interesting game. This is interesting to me, right? There yep. is a massive split here. The majority of the bets are coming in on the Falcons. The majority of the money is coming in on the Saints. That tells me the public is on the Falcons and the professionals are on the Saints. Yeah. So, is that I mean, accurate? If you're, yeah, that's, that's accurate. And this was a really tough line to make because we know uh, what the right number should be. And if, you, if we had made this line prior to the season started, starting, uh, we would have made it two and a Right around two, two and a half, it would have gone up to three immediately, and we would have sat at three. But having seen how well the Falcons played and how poorly the Saints looked, uh, we know that the public is going to be all over this one. So we knew it was going to be, when they saw three, that they were going to be all over it. Um, So we tried to account for that and open it as, as high as we thought we could at three and a half, and the, the wise guys took the three and a half instantly. And now the public is all over the over the Falcons at minus three. So another game where we don't want to bounce back and forth. Uh, we'll just ride it out at three, knowing that the public is going to be all over the Falcons. And we're definitely going into this game knowing that we're going to need the Saints plus three. I like that game. You, you know, it sets up. There's a lot of games this week that set up for a surprise. In other words, a team that looked really bad in the first two games, getting only a couple of points. I feel like there's going to be some surprises with two or three teams that looked bad two weeks in a row that they're going to come out and look really good in week three. And, you know, part of it is what we talked about is, you know, not getting a lot of reps in preseason and especially that some of the teams that uh, maybe get have some aging players. It takes them a couple of weeks to really hit full stride. And uh, so I, I think we're going to see some surprises this week. And the Saints are going. To, this this is a this is a must win game for both of these teams. Divisional game. It's early in the season to say that, but I believe it. A divisional game. Each of these teams needs to define who they are. Yeah, it's a tough, and I mean, it's a tough division. They can't they can't afford to lose the games in in division like this. Uh, the, I mean, uh, three teams come out of the, came out of this division and went to the playoffs last year, and uh, uh, it's a it's a tough tough division. Three teams went to the playoffs. None of them were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are now leading the division at 2-0 and and have beaten the Saints and the world champions. That, my friends, <laughs> so, is yeah. why gambling sucks. <laughs> right? I know. It's, it's crazy. There's just no reason for that to be true. Um, but then you get Ryan Fitzmagic, and all of a sudden the world, is, the world order is upside down. Denver at Baltimore. The Broncos are five-point underdogs. I know these are teams that are really popular. From a betting perspective, this to me feels like a corner TV game. 
I don't think it's going to get a ton of action. I think it's going to be straight down Main Street in terms of the split. I don't think wise guys are going to like anything. Uh, it's hard to judge the public. Like They're not going to go on Baltimore at five points. I don't know, man. Talk me out of this. Tell me I'm well, wrong. Well, the public had been on Baltimore, but they're, they're not going to be on them in this one, lane, lane five. I thought, I'm, I'm actually surprised we took a couple of uh, wise guy plays at plus five and a half. We went, down, we went down to five on this one. I didn't think we'd get much, much action at all on it. Um, but uh, we did get some pretty big sharp action on the Broncos, so um, we may we we may not need the end up needing the Ravens in this one. You got sharp action on the Broncos. Why do you think that plus is? Plus five and a half. Yeah, I, that and I can't I can't. It really surprised me. That's all I can say is it it did it surprised me. Did it disappoint you? <laughs> a little bit. I was hoping that they would actually uh, you know lay a big number. Um, but, uh, you know, five, five is really, you know, obviously it's a dead number, so there's not, there's not much, you know, I can, I can go to four and a half. I can go back to five and a half and not really worry about it falling five too much. Um, but, uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's going to be a corner TV game. There's not going to be much interest in it. The public used to be on the Broncos every week. They used to be a much more public team. Um, but that's when they had uh, higher profile quarterbacks. I, I don't think Keenum's made anyone a believer. Not yet. Certainly not me. <laughs> I mean, they are. They they won both their games, and uh, um, they are they are two and zero. Oh, but uh, they just haven't really drawn as much um, support as you as you would imagine a Broncos team would. Yeah, that is like if you if you were if you went up to someone and said, "Name all the two and zero oh teams in the NFL. The Broncos are the one that would get forgotten." I really think so. <laughs> you look at them and say, "Oh yeah, they are." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Bengals would get forgotten. The Broncos would get forgotten. The Bucks would not. Um, if someone said to you, "Are the Packers undefeated uh, and untied? Are they two and zero?" You would say, "Of course." Like if you don't know anything, like you know, you'd be thinking, "Like of course the Packers are undefeated." You would not say, "Of right. course the Bucks are, or the ba- or the Bengals are, or the Broncos are." Right. Um, or Miami, you, or Miami's another two and zero team that kind of might get forgotten a little bit. Seriously. The Bengals, the Broncos, Miami, the Bucks. Are you kidding me? If you would say, if you would have said Miami's going to be in first place after two weeks, I mean, you would have gotten some side eye look. Yeah, what are you supposed to do as a gambler in this situation? I don't trust any of these teams yet. <laughs> but like the the but the truth is, the Bengals have looked amazing. Their defense is really good. The Dolphins have looked really good. Ryan Tannehill has not sort of missed a step so to speak, since he came back from that knee injury, like, these are good teams. Yeah. Yeah. Who have you power rated and adjusted the most in in these first two weeks? Uh, Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, The next game is Tennessee and Jacksonville. Do you have a lineup for this game? We don't, no. Okay. Um, you know, at one point we were looking at uh, six and a half, seven on uh, Jacksonville, but uh, with I mean, Marcus Mariota questionable, Leonard Fournette questionable, so too many unknowns here yet. I will tell you that uh, at Fantasy SD one asked Jaguars Titans how big of a letdown spot for the Jags last week was their Super Bowl. Do you feel like once you post a line, will the letdown be in play? Will it? Will you factor that into the point spread? You know, if they were playing another team besides Tennessee, maybe. But uh, I, I don't think uh, as a 
a six and a half point favorite. I don't think there's a letdown factor here. Okay, it's fair, fair to ask. Uh, let's see. This is uh, oh, we talked about it a little bit. Minnesota Vikings, sixteen and a half point favorite over the Buffalo Bills. They're getting all the money. They're getting all the bets. Have the wise guys played this at all? Uh, no, they really haven't. Uh, all, everything's all uh, just parlay money and uh, kind of recreational betters lay in the 16. Um, I would imagine if we went to 17, there, we might get a couple of bites. Um, there's not too many 17s out there. I'm not sure if uh, too many other places have it, but um, it probably wouldn't hurt us to go to 17 in the next couple of days. I might want to take a take take a couple of bets, but uh, I, I think 17, once we go there, we'll be, uh, we'll be solid at 17. Do you think the wise guys will come in at 17? At plus 17, yeah. I mean, but the fact that they haven't taken 16 and a half means that they want, they want no part of the bills. And the only reason they would take 17 is maybe they laid a, a real short number, um, maybe early on or some, some sports books that take action two or three weeks in advance on certain games uh, because this line would have been, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of the Vikings, you know, eight and a half or nine if you'd have made the line, uh, you know, three weeks ago. So the people that are taking 17 might be middling or something like that. The Bills are going to be one of those teams that when they play the Patriots, what is that line going to be? <laughs> well, not much higher. I mean, the, the the Vikings are right there on par with the Patriots. So, um it's going to be about 17 as well. Yeah, but you're going to have to bump that line up a little bit because the Patriots still get so much more money than the Vikings. They are the yeah, most public I, of public teams. I don't want to tell you how to yeah. do your job. I don't want to tell you your business. <laughs> but you are anyway. That's what I do. Yeah. Some people would, I would say that's me being a leader. Other people would say that's me being annoying. <laughs> a little bit. Where do you stand on that? I, I, I stand a little, favor the annoying a little bit. I had a call today where one of the guys who works at the Action Network, uh, he said, uh, I believe the quote was, someone was giving me a compliment about something. I believe I had predicted that, like, I think the World Series could be the Astros and the Braves. And it was Paul LaDuca, and he was complimenting me on that. And he's like, wow, you might have been spot on. When that was at 35 to 1, you could have had that. And... uh one of the guys who works at Action Network who sort of oversees our day-to-day editorial, um, he is disgusted by me and uh, does not like when anyone compliments me. And when I was getting complimented, and I, of course, took that in the humble uh, way that I take compliments and sort of just brushed it off and was like, you know, you know, I, sometimes you get one right, blind squirrel finds a nut kind of thing. Because, of course, that's my attitude. We know I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) His response was, I can't say anything right now because it would probably get me fired. That's how much he wanted to... That's how much he wanted to rip me. That's how much. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that's big. (laughs) It's good, right? (laughs) You have a way with people. Yeah, you really get under That is the kind of passion I can invite. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Has anyone ever listen? Mm-hmm. Has Jake ever said? Has Jake ever said to you, "I can't even comment because it would get me fired"? <laughs> no, he's never said that. Not to my face. He might say, "I'm going to have to ask him." He might say it when uh, when I'm not out of the office. Do you know what that makes me think? Then you're not trying hard enough. 
You're not what? showing how much you care. <laughs> Scooch, let's move on to the Chiefs minus five and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. Five and a half? Where's where's it five and a half? Uh I don't know. Where is it where is it not five I'm and a half? Seven. It, oh it's six and a half. I'm six at, and a half. I'm, I'm at, sorry, yeah. I'm at seven. I'm at seven on the game. Wow, seven. And it's all this this game, let me let me just make sure before I, I say that. Yeah, yeah, this game has the biggest disparity of any other game on the board. More in other words, more tickets. It's at a ten to one clip right now wow. for with us. Ten ten tickets on the Chiefs to every one on the forty ers And we opened six and a half. We took a couple of big bets at minus six and a half. We went to seven even money and now we're at seven minus oh five. So all Chiefs and and we adjusted the Chiefs. I mean, we 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 like the Chiefs, and we talked a little bit about uh, them last week. And uh, I, I really felt I wasn't surprised at all uh, that they beat the Steelers. Uh, we, we talked about them last week and the, the last couple of weeks, um, but uh, <laughs> I didn't expect it to go as high as seven. I don't know about the Chiefs yeah. in minus seven. Would you say that they're the team you adjusted for the second most after the Bucks? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, let me see. Let me look at it. Uh, you know, we had them rated pretty high, you know, to begin with. So um, we really we uh, really adjusted them after week week one, but we didn't adjust them too much after week two because we already had them uh, pretty well adjusted. But uh, but we have them rank, ranked pretty high, so uh, they're they're among the, the the top teams that we have ranked. I'm in this crazy fun uh, NFL season-long betting pool with three other friends. And there's a decent-sized buy-in, and you each get to choose eight teams to win the Super Bowl. And whichever one of those teams wins, you win the whole pot. And it's like a snake draft. So like someone goes first, second, third, fourth, and then that fourth person goes fifth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So with the first pick, I took the Green Bay Packers, and then I took the Pittsburgh Steelers. The third pick I wanted to take, I had like the 11th, 12th, 13th pick. I wanted to take the Chiefs, and um, someone offered me a trade. They said, I will give you my pick later in the draft, like right after yours, if you give me yours. And so then I was going to have like, instead of having the 11th pick, I was going to have like five picks, 13 through 19. And I did the calculations. I had like six teams I still liked and the Chiefs were one of them, but they Chiefs were the one I wanted the most. And I took the shot that like the Chiefs would be there one pick later. This person came in and took the Chiefs. Oh. <laughs> Killed me. Because now every time I see them winning, I'm like, I could have had the Chiefs in this pool. You were I right made a there. huge, right there. huge mistake. Huge mistake. I think, I yep. think after that, I think I went with the Broncos and then like the Giants. I can't even remember. Like my head was spinning because like I was so throttled by the fact that I wasn't going to get the Chiefs because my my I just mismanaged my draft. Yeah, now Giants. Wow, you you were on tilt. It's not a good not a good move for me. The Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Uh, I like I liked this game. I don't like it anymore. This game opened at six and a half. Now it's at six. Where are you at? 
Uh, we're at six on the game. We bounced back and forth a couple of times, six, six and a half. Uh, still waiting. Uh, you know, Jay Ajay is, is doubtful for the Eagles, but we're we're waiting to see if uh, if Wentz is, is going to be the starter in this one. Uh, he's been upgraded to probable, and it's not going to make a huge, huge difference in the line, uh, but uh, per public perception may may sway. So if he... If he's in, we'll we'll go back to six and a half and maybe even seven, even money. But again, here, uh, you know, we probably have the Colts ranked a little higher than the general public uh, thinks. Uh, the the that first game against the uh, the the Bengals. Now that we both admit that the Bengals really are a good team, uh, that loss against the Bengals doesn't look like a bad loss for for Indianapolis. Um, I think they can keep this game close. Uh, Philadelphia showed that they could be uh, very vulnerable, so I think that's a lot of points in this one. I do too. I love the I love the Colts in this game. Uh, I love the Colts even if Carson Wentz is playing. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. I mean, this is this is one of those games that I was talking about earlier that uh, that would surprise a lot of people. Uh, that you know they would talk about it the day after and say I never saw it coming, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts win this game. Miami, three-point favorite over the Oakland Raiders right now. That number has moved down. Money coming in on the Dolphins. I'm sorry, the uh, yeah, both the money and the um, tickets are coming in on the Dolphins. Does that mean you're not? Why, no, why is the line moving? They're coming in on the Raiders. We have we have money coming in on the Raiders. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this wrong. You have money coming in on the Raiders. That's why the line has moved. That's why I was confused. Yeah. yeah so we've we why they stink. It, it surprised. This one surprises me too. I, I said we have the Dolphins. You know, ranked pretty high. At uh, last week, you know, looking at that line against the Jets, we knew that that line was wrong. Looking at this one, I felt like this line was right. I I thought three and a half on the uh, um, three and a half on the Dolphins was the right number. The the professional betters though feel otherwise. They just came in, they just hammered the Raiders uh, down to down to three. Um, the the public is still on the Raiders at probably about a one and a half to one ratio. Not overwhelming, but uh, it's nothing. Nothing I saw in both Raiders games. Uh, would would make me want to uh, you know adjust them t- to where I, w- I would want to bet them over the Dolphins in this one. So um, I, I think we're okay needing the Dolphins. I don't understand this. Like the Raiders are terrible. The Raiders are giving up six yards per play on defense. What could they possibly be seeing that makes them think that the Raiders are the right side in that game? The Dolphins <laughs> are giving up five point four yards per play on defense. Like. They're a better team all the way around. Yeah. I mean, the the Raiders played, it's funny, they, they looked like they played two games where they played the first half, and they looked actually pretty good in both first halves, and they looked horrible in both games in both second halves. So maybe it's a matter of adjustments, or maybe it's a matter of Gruden not making adjustments at halftime, but, uh, but two weeks in a row, uh, they look like two different teams in the first half and second half. It's weird, man. Yeah. I'm walking away from that game. Yep. Something about that game doesn't doesn't pass the sniff test. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd have to take the Dolphins in that one if you, if you made me if you made me bet that one. Well, at the end of the show, I do make you bet. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I was teeing it up. 
Yeah. New York Giants, Houston Texans. Is it possible for neither team to cover in this game? <laughs> because uh, the numbers moved to 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 Texans minus six. It opened at three. Um, I have been on both of these teams the first two weeks and been burned both weeks. I obviously have the Giants in one Super Bowl pool. I have a futures ticket on the Texans for the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know what to do. I, I yeah. don't know what to do. Like the Gi- the Giants were we were really really high on this team going going into the season. And we gave them a pass on the first week loss against Jacksonville because we know Jacksonville really is a good team, and so that loss didn't look as bad. The Giants had a couple of chances to to actually win that game, so it, it wasn't a terrible loss against Jacksonville. But to follow it up with just laying just an egg against the uh, the Cowboys, they they just looked. Actually, both teams didn't look look really sharp, but but the Giants did not look good at all. We we were forced to just make the adjustment on them. Uh, Reluctantly, because we were really high on them going into the season, as were a lot of people. But uh, again, here's maybe a team that needs just a few more games under their belt to to start gelling as a team. You know, working with a new uh, coaching staff, new offense, new new schemes. Uh, maybe it just takes a few a few games. But uh, the public doesn't have the patience for that. So uh, this the, the, this will be one of the games very few people bet on. It's one of the least bet games on the board right now. Expectations were too high for both of these teams, and now uh, people who bet them, such as I, are reaping what they sowed. Yeah, Get there was a big move. There was a big move on the Texans last week, right before game time. Um, this uh, big better from the uh, from the Midwest that that comes out four or five times a year and uh, spread some money around a lot of the big uh, properties. Uh, he came in on the Houston Texans right before game time against Tennessee. And uh, drove that line up to up to three, and uh, but but outside of that, I just wanted to bring that up because it, it was kind of odd that uh, somebody would like the Texans as as much as as much as that. Was and he that representing a syndicate? No, no, no. He's kind of a well known well known better that comes in and uh, uh, bets really big. But he's he's not a professional better, but his plays are pretty sharp. You know he wins more often than he loses, and he does it sporadically. And so when when this money came in, the line moved; it just jumped, and uh, and it, unfortunately for him, it lost, and fortunately for a lot of the, a lot of the books, it won. How much would I have to bet to move a line? Me personally, <laughs> what would you have to bet? How much? You know, how much how? money? You know what I know. You know I yeah. don't know anybody. You know I yeah. barely know anything. Um, yeah. So. But yet, I tend to win more than I lose, yeah. and I tend to know the markets, and I tend to have a pretty good read on what the best of the line is and where the opportunities might be. So, how much do I have to bet to move the line? I, anything less than twenty thousand, unless it's, I, I wouldn't move it on less than twenty thousand. I would have to bet more than. That's how little respect you have for me. On the I'd NFL, I'd have to bet more than twenty thousand dollars. On the NFL, if you bet a total, if you bet if you if you bet a couple thousand on a total, I'd move it. What is what is the least amount someone needs to bet who is really sharp? Like the sharpest guy you know comes in. Yeah, I move him on a thousand dollars. You move him on a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean when when there's certain people that I do know that when they bet, I move it. Regardless of, I mean, when they bet, if thou, if they just bet a thousand, I move it. I'm not going to be one of those people. 
Unless you're betting for someone else, I don't know. <laughs> you never know. I take, you know, so I take that back. Here, here's the deal. If there's if if we're the only, let's say we're at five and a half on a game, and everyone in town is at four and a half, and you come in and you bet six thousand dollars at plus five and a half, I'd move it. But if everybody was at three on a game, and we were at three, and you laid minus three for ten thousand, I wouldn't move it. I don't want your charity, okay? <laughs> the way you Every said it was like here's the yeah. way you said it was like here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna here's, yeah. what, I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna do for you. Here's here's the offer was, I'm gonna give you. Right. Yeah. It's I'm you wanna, throwing you, you a wanna, bone. You wanna put six dimes down in a game when our number is way off? I'll move the number for you. I would do that. <laughs> It's basically what you just said to me. You patted me it on was. the head. You patted me on the head. You're like, you're cute. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Washington Redskins are currently three-point uh, three underdogs at home against the Packers. I don't know, ma'am. I don't know. This feels like I might have to side with the Redskins on this. They are creeping into that. Too much money, too many tickets, too many publics on the Packers on a road favorite. Yeah, and and the public is so fickle because the public just loves the Packers, loves the Packers, and until the Packers, you know, disappoint them a couple times, and then all of a sudden they don't love the Packers anymore. <laughs> now they love the Redskins. Uh, the uh, the sharp guys were on this one. Uh, we opened three flat, and they uh, they took plus three, um, laid minus one ten for substantial amount. We moved it to uh, minus three even money, and uh, so. Th but the ticket count is about uh, five to one, Packers to Redskins. So, still, still a larger ticket count. But uh, the big money is on the Redskins. So, just like the sharp guy you are, you're right with them on this one. I'm going to put twenty thousand dollars on the Redskins, <laughs> and, I, and then I'll move it. <laughs> You'll move it to to, to plus yeah. two and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what did I want to say? Oh, the Chargers and the Rams. Yeah. This Chargers is actually the, the most interesting game on the board. We have more money on this game than any other game. And wow. most of it's most of it's wise guy money. Two different camps of, of of people that were betting uh the Rams early on Sunday night and then the uh the, the chart the Chargers early on uh Monday morning. And the odd thing about this is that you know the one question mark here is is Todd Gurley, uh, and he's still uh, he's still listed as as questionable, but the money on the Rams came in when Gurley was listed as questionable, and then when he was upgraded to probable, that's when the Chargers money came in. So just the opposite of what you would imagine, but uh, just a heavily bet game. Um, we've been at minus seven most of the time. Uh, although we did take a few bets at uh, um, minus six and a half just briefly, but uh, most of the bets were at minus seven and plus seven. Why do you? It's interesting that they're on both sides. Yeah. Now the public obviously is just all one way on this one. The Rams. I, I mean, we're going to end up needing the charges on this one, but I'm just trying to trying to figure out who the the people on the Chargers were on this one that. Uh, you know, maybe they just felt that when we were at seven, there was a few six and a halves, and they were shopping for a number. Uh, but by game day, um, I mean, 
you're guaranteed to get at least a plus seven, if not higher. Well, I know who it is. Who's that? I can't tell you. Oh. <laughs> All right. The uh, Chicago Bears, five-point favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. This game has already moved up to – it opened at five. Now it's at six. A lot of money coming in on the Bears. Um, a lot of tickets coming in. Money's about yeah. even. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is one of the games I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Arizona kept this one close. I mean, they're, they obviously looked horrible last week. Uh, but they're at home. The Bears are on a – on a short week, they're laying six points on the road. Um, the the Bears were another team that were made a big adjustment uh, from the beginning of the year, but that was mainly because of the Khalil Mack trade. So he was a difference maker there, obviously. Uh, but uh, but this line is really a lot higher than it would have been a couple of weeks ago. So if there's any value at all, it's in the Cardinals. But you got to have a lot of intestinal fortitude to put your money up on them. Seriously. Yep. Like this is a spot where, of course, I would bet the Bears. Uh, I mean, I bet bet the Packers. Bet that. Yeah, bet the Cardinals. You'd bet the Packers in this one. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely bet. That's how sharp I am, Scooch. And you yeah. would you would let me lay. You would let me put down twenty thousand dollars on this game and not move the line. <laughs> yeah, Scooch, give me twenty thousand dollars and forty four, please. <laughs> you know, that's what I would say. Um, the. Uh, it's going to be one of those scenarios. You're going to get into the 80-20, right? You're going to have a huge yeah. road favorite getting 80% of the action, and the Cardinals are going to be the right side, and I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah, it's 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 hard. it's the right side to do it, and that's why, and that's a big difference when you talk about the distinction between professional betters and just kind of amateur recreational betters. Professional betters don't blink an eye when they get to a situation like this. If the number says to bet it, they bet it. They don't. Sometimes they don't even watch it. They don't bat an eye. And uh, but you know the people that kind of watch want to watch a game and and have some action on it. It's tough for them to bet make that kind of wager. Well, now I feel like you're challenging me and saying if you were a professional, you'd... If you had... Yeah, if you had the stones... Do it without batting an eye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, maybe I will, Scooch. Maybe I will. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Seattle and Dallas. Boy, yeah. it's... Uh, what is it? Like a one-point game right now? Yep. And uh, hardly any money. Either side on this one, uh, the ticket count is dead even. I mean dead even. Uh, so the the betting public is divided in half, and uh, not much. I mean, two two disappointing teams, two teams that um, I wouldn't say people were expecting a whole lot from this year, but they were certainly expecting a lot more than they got from the first two games from from both teams. Uh, Dallas got the win, uh, you know, looked okay, but not great. Um, Seattle, on the other hand, uh, this is a a rebuilding year. I mean, they've got three guys on that team that were part of the Super Bowl team just a few years ago. That's it on that on that whole team. So um, they're they're rebuilding, and uh, it, you know there there wasn't a whole lot to take from from Monday night's game. Uh, that's real encouraging with them. Here's what's interesting: if you had told me two years ago that the Cowboys and the Seahawks are no joke, they are the least bet game on the board right now by several thousand bets like every game has four to five times more bets than this game does and that's astonishing to me it really is i mean how how different teams kind of go through cycles you know it, 
during that same time period, if you said the Chargers and the Rams were the most heavily bet game, uh, they would have been equally as surprised as you saying the Cowboys and Seahawks was the least bet game. So uh, that's just how uh, the difference a couple of years makes and a few personnel changes. Uh, but, uh, I mean, having said that, I mean, it's still one of the profile games. that The afternoon games is only three games, so they may get more attention than if it was stuck in there with nine other games in the morning uh, show. But um, uh, right, right now, just not a whole lot of action. That's life in the NFL, as they say, Scooch. Yep. Another one. I mean, the New England Patriots getting 80%, 88% of the action, 89% of the money. They are six and a half point favorites on the Lions, which means uh, that line opened at seven. So the wise guys have come in on Detroit. Um, what do you tell me? What can you tell me? Yeah, I want to keep this high. I, I mean, it's a it's the uh, Sunday night game, so the the amount of action we're going to get is going to be double, triple what we get on the other games. The liability is going to be big. Uh, you mentioned it's eighty percent Patriots. I, I wouldn't mind taking some more Lions money. I just don't want to be. I was hoping to get more at plus six and a half. I don't want to have to go to seven every time I I, I want Lions money, um, but. Uh, it looks like that's going to be the case. Uh, every time we want some more Lions money, we may have to just jump back and forth to, to seven. Um, but <laughs> the, the public doesn't want any part of the the, the Lions. And uh, even though the Patriots uh, lost last week, you know that they're going to be coming in on them this week. Jeez Louise. I'm trying to be a professional here. And take the Lions. I mean, it, this is another game. Yeah, it's it's another game. If you're getting six and a half points at home, uh, you're supposed to just take it just automatically. That's I mean, exactly the wise what guys you're supposed to do. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't watch it though. No, got to hold your nose. And how many times that you you talk about how many times the the Patriots have have beaten you when you bet against them? But uh, how many times have the Patriots lost two in a row? Uh, you know, at some point, you know the. Brady's getting a lot older, so you can't kind of compare him to the, the Brady of yesteryears. But uh, uh, coming off of a loss, ooh, you hate betting against the Patriots, right? Hate it. <laughs> this is a great one. This is the yeah. this is how you end the podcast. The yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers minus two at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers opened to two. Now it's at one and a half. Money's coming in and steaming in on the Bucks. Steaming. Yeah. Steaming Willie Beeman. <laughs> Talk to so, me. Yeah. How much have you how much have you changed the rating on the Bucks? They leapfrogged eight teams uh from where we had on, on no. the power rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Um and they're right I mean they're it was a huge difference. I mean, just with the rating we had at the beginning of the year. Uh, we had two ratings, one with Winston and one with uh, uh, Fitzpatrick, and the rating with Fitzpatrick was was lower than with uh, Jameis Winston. So we had to make some quick adjustments, um, and uh, and now they're higher. With, than if Jameis Winston were to come back next week, the line would actually be lower than with him out. So <laughs> um, it, it's. Wow. Uh, yeah, we've made some we've made some big adjustments, and then on the other side, we had to make some adjustment on the Steelers uh, after after last week. Not a big adjustment, so I won't say. Even though the the, the Steelers uh, didn't play well for the last two weeks, 
last week wasn't as big of a surprise as week one. Week one was the, the week where we felt that they uh, really j- didn't play well. Um, last week, we just felt they were going up against a, a good team in the Chiefs. So we didn't adjust them that much. So all the adjustment came on the Buccaneers. But this line was going to be four and a half to five and a half uh, if you made the line two weeks ago. So we thought opening three, we knew that all the money was going to come in on the Buccaneers from the public. Uh, just didn't realize just how much, though. Uh, so it wasn't a big surprise. Uh, we, we opened uh, uh, three plus a nickel, which means we, we wanted somebody that was betting the Buccaneers to lay minus 125 if they were taking the three points, uh, which they did. Went down to two and a half and then quickly moved from two and a half to one and a half. And now we're at one. And right now, when you're in that nebulous area of plus one, one side or the other side, we can move, you know, I can move the Steelers minus one to the Buccaneers minus one in one bet. We may skip the pick move. We don't have to move in one point increments. And so this is an area where you may see a lot of line movement. And I wouldn't be surprised if you, if the Buccaneers end up a small favorite. If I came in and bet $20,000 on this game on the Steelers, would you move on the Bucks? Yeah. Would you move them to minus 2? <laughs> I wouldn't move them to minus 2. Right now the Bucks are plus 1. So if you bet 20,000 on them, I'd move them probably to minus 1. What if I bet 100,000? I'd still move it to minus 1. 200,000. <laughs> I can't move it to minus two because then if somebody if if somebody bets the other side for a hundred thousand and then it falls Buccaneers minus win by one point we lose everything so no no dice. How do you know it's not, not me that's going to bet the other side? Well, I, again, that's probably why I wouldn't move it because it would be a good move for you to bet the other side. You only lose ten thousand, and you have a shot to win both more. More. I'd have to shot to win more. <laughs> exactly. I would like a line of credit at the Orleans for $500,000, please. Can you facilitate that? <laughs> I, I can lead you to the credit department, and then they can facilitate it. They're going to have to check your background and uh, look at some – they need some collateral. You need something to put up. Don't they know who I am? <laughs> Don't they listen to the podcast? what is there to know i slap down i would slap down an iphone and say you want to do a background check listen to this and that's it that's what i would do wow let me know how that works and they would say they would say how much money can we give you mr millman (laughs) yeah they would just open up the vault are you disgusted with me do you want to say something that could possibly get you fired (laughs) (laughs) All right, Scooch, guess what time it is? Scooch Roulette. Uh, No one's going to like this one, but uh, the Steelers. Don't do it. Against the Buccaneers. Oh! (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Yeah. Wow! Steelers over the the Bucs. Steelers! I ha- if, if I'm saying I made him like three and a half and was going to make him even higher, how can I not? Uh, how can I not lay one? I like the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up, 
On the money line? No, I'll take the I'll take the, the points. <laughs> okay. That's what we're All going right. with though. You're taking the Steelers. Right. I'm taking the Colts. This has been the Favorites Podcast. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. He is Bob Scucci of the Orleans. You can listen to the podcast. You can download the podcast. You, you can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. Listen to our next episode on Friday. Me and Blackjack are going to go at each other, trying to come up with five games that we love to win $1.4 million in the Super Contest. Thank you for listening. Until next time.